the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the votes. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday morning. And the theme is basically two words, but God. It's the ability to say, but God, in the worst of situations, knowing that God is faithful and cares so much for us. And this is especially true in this day and age when things in the world seem to be more chaotic than at any other time as we're coming close to the end of the age. And we spent time talking about Joseph out of the book of Genesis. And we know that his brothers tried to kill him, and yet there was no attitude in him that wanted to get even with him. And when he made his, uh, his identity known when his brothers came to Egypt, They were panicked. It says in Genesis 45, uh, verse 3 and 4, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. And they were terrified because they thought he would try to so-called even the score. But what Joseph said in verse 8, chapter 45 of Genesis, Now therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He realized that all the difficulties in his life was because God was preparing something for him that was monumental. And in a very real sense, Junie, he preserved our people, didn't he? Yes, he preserved our people, and he didn't just see for himself, Shelley, but he recognized that God used him in jail, God used him in Egypt, and now we are reading where God is using him not only for Jacob and Jacob's sons who are Joseph's father and brother's, but for the nation, Israel. Amen. And then in chapter 50 of Genesis, he was speaking to his brothers, and he said, And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present results to preserve many people alive. What, Junie, it's such an incentive to live like that, always thinking, but God, but God, because when there's a problem, how do we put God in the equation? We don't know how he's going to act, but we do know because he's a God who loves us and cares for us and wants to see his name glorified, he will, he will interject his will, and we could say, but God. And Shelley, 
in order to do that, we need to see and have an eternal perspective That's right. to want to see out of the eyes and the heart of God who is good, who has a purpose that is good for us. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 23, we saw that Saul was trying to kill David. And it says in verse 14, Saul was seeking to destroy David, but God did not deliver David into his hands. We also looked at Second Chronicles 20, where three armies were coming against Judah. But King Jehoshaphat prayed, O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on thee. And there's the key, Junie, our eyes are on thee. And we read in verse 15 in Second Chronicles 20, Thus says the Lord, Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. Well, today, Junie, let's turn to Psalm 73, where we, we're going to see these two words. 73 or 72? Psalm 73. And we'll see that that is, a, is an important message for all of us, because this, too, includes those words, but God. Okay. Let's look at Psalm 73. Let's, I'll read some verses, and you pick up on it, Junie. Psalm 73. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are in, in his heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, and their body is fat. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from fatness. The imaginations of their heart run riot. They mock. And wickedly speak of oppression, they speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore, his people return to this place, and waters of abundance are drunk by them. They say, how does God know? And is there knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocent, for I have been stricken all day long and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I pondered to understand this, it was troublesome in my sight. And here we begin to see a change come over uh, Asaph, who wrote this, until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. Surely thou dost set them in slippery places, thou dost cast them down to destruction. How they are destroyed in a moment, they are utterly swept away by sudden terrors, like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when aroused thou wilt despise their form, when my heart was embittered and I was pierced within. Then I was senseless and ignorant. I was like a beast before you, O Lord. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. With your counsel, you will guide me and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And beside you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Wow, that's really powerful, June. And, you know, it's good to point out that in the first 25 or so verses, we see about 25 personal pronouns, primarily I. And so sometimes we can get caught up in a situation where we're so centered on I, whether we realize it or not. And here we see that the change started to come about in verse 17 when the writer said, until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. In other words, he was jealous of these people who are basically wicked. They didn't, they didn't seem to have problems. Uh, they grew fat spiritually, naturally speaking. And they said, how does God know? And is there knowledge of the Most High? In other words, he was so concerned with himself. But again, we came to that point that you read, Junie, where he came to but God. And here we saw in verse 21, when my heart was embittered and I was pierced within, then I was senseless and ignorant. I was like a beast before thee that was taken hold, and then thou hast taken hold of my right hand. Junie, it's such a confirmation of what we've been saying these days that we must keep our eyes on God and not on ourselves or man. And you know, Shelley, the natural inclination is when we um, have uh, a difficulty, we keep our eyes on the difficulty. We keep our eyes on the person. We keep our eyes on the situation. And that then becomes the central focus for us. And so um, I think it's important that we take this psalm and but God to our personal circumstances and recognize to look at the Lord, to keep our eyes on him and to remember that God is faithful and God is good. And though we might not understand why certain things are happening, we know that with the Lord, when we trust him, the end result will be glory for us and also for what we're doing with and for the Lord. Really, and maybe some of our listeners have to go through this transition that we, we, we just read about in this psalm. But then the writer says, With thy counsel thou wilt guide, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And besides thee, I desire nothing on earth. And here's the key. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We need to come to that place where we get our eyes off ourselves and onto God. And Shelley, you want to go to those three verses that we talked about before the program? Uh, because I think the lessons are very important that um, we discussed. Well, we saw them in the book of Genesis regarding Joseph. And in chapter 50, when Joseph was talking to his brothers, he said, and as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. So despite the difficult situation, Joseph saw that it was God. And then we also saw in Psalm 45, when he made his identity known to his brothers, he said, 
And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And, of course, we spoke about another situation when Pharaoh could not have his dreams interpreted by the magicians in Egypt. He called upon David, who had already interpreted dreams in in his prison cell. And what did this unbelieving man, Pharaoh, say about Joseph, who interpreted his dreams. He said, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Junie, this is so vital for all of us. It is, Shelley, and we saw in Psalm 73, Asaph's condition, and we saw how Asaph just went through so much until he recognized that God was going to take care of of those who were against him. And he wrote in verse 26 of Psalm 73, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of your works. May we all be in such a place where we desire to have a testimony for the Lord in our given situation, keeping our eyes on him who is the author and the finisher of our faith and remember his intervention that we might be able to say, but God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the examples we see in scripture. Thank you that it has personal application for all of us. Can we be men and women who are in the spirit and can say in the midst of a difficult situation, but God, thank you, Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been brought to you by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.